I'm telling you, these people are Satanists. As I sit here, they are Satanists. Nothing will stop the Satanic total release. Stop testing Satan. Welcome to the place where we are so sick of the question why Satan, we named the podcast after it. Hello and welcome back, everybody. I wanted to say thank you for everyone who actually was a bit worried about me when I noted that I was feeling a bit under the weather last week and I had actually planned on doing the show late in the week and then I sort of dropped off the map and no one had heard from me for a little bit. And I actually got a few questions saying, hey, are you okay? Uh, So I want to thank people for that. I had some sort of stomach flu. I'm fine. And it really disappointed me because I was super happy and super thrilled about the idea of doing these weekly and making sure that they got done weekly. So thank you, everyone, who had some concern about that. Also, as I've noted in the show notes and I've already said on Twitter, I am now on Spotify. And there are two particular people who, since they haven't said I can name them and since I only thought about naming them Uh, Since I only thought about thanking them just now, I'm just going to say that there are two people who listened to my show and asked if it could be on Spotify because it was easier for them. And the fact that I value every single person who listens, I dove into it as much as I thought it was going to be pain in the ass, looked it up, and you know what? It actually wasn't that bad. It was pretty easy. The podcast host that I am in has a deal with Spotify. And so they make pass through really easy. So I got that done really quick. So for today, we are fully into our new format, which I like a lot better. I hope you like it a lot better too. So what we're going to go over today, I'm going to talk about a little interaction that I had with a neighbor. I'm pretty sure in the future, you're going to hear more about this neighbor, but it was an interaction that had me think some thoughts. Then we're going to talk about some satanic shoes, a music video, a bunch of people freaking the fuck out, and why I think it's awesome, and not just because people are freaking out about it. Then I'm going to talk about something that basically just came across my notifications when I was recording, and it really pissed me off, so it's a rant. It's on the uh, third uh, segment of the show where I go on a bit of a rant. I'm trying to edit it down, so it is not just me saying, fuck these people, and this is bullshit over and over again. So I'm going to edit that down a little bit. After that, there are some news stories which I found interesting. And that's the show for today. Just thought I'd give a preview. I'm going to try to give a little quick preview from the start of the show at this point. Now, if you guys don't want me to do a preview, let me know if you if you just like... If I want a preview, I'm going to look at the show notes. I don't care. <laughs> Just get on with the show. If I want to know what you're talking about, I'll look on the show notes if you list it. So please let me know what your preference is. Do you want me to give you a preview? Do you want me not to give you a preview? The reason why I want to give a preview is I know some people don't care about news. So I want to let you know that the news section is going to be in the last section. That's how I'm going to do it from now on. I'm going to put the news section in the back end, the very back end. And you're going to hear it because there's going to be the news music that I have. And I actually have a little intro to a rant section that a friend sent me. It is from Curb Your Enthusiasm. And when I heard the clip, I 
that they sent me. I loved it. So that's going to signal that we're moving on to a rant. So if you're not interested in hearing me rant, that will give you a bit of a heads up. And once again, before moving on to the rest of the podcast, I want to thank you all very, very much. The other day, I had the oddest interaction with someone. And when I say interaction, I actually mean in person, which after the past year, I've gotten a bit rusty at. See, I have a neighbor who lives next door. They're very Catholic and moderately conservative. They asked if I had an issue with what Matt Gates did or what he, as they said, allegedly did. Easily, I stated, yeah, if it's true, it's a huge fucking deal. One thing led to another, and they assumed that the reason why I didn't like it is because the party he's in I find repugnant. My words, not theirs, obviously, because I'm okay with sex workers, that I must be okay with trafficking, obviously, never mind the fact that they were underage. Obviously, I'm okay with sex workers, so I'm a filthy heathen that's okay with anything. Now, in all likelihood, I've had enough arguments and debates with this person, they know exactly what my stance is. But because we know that just because people hear facts doesn't mean they believe them or absorb them. So, I got into this debate with them. And I knew this was going to be not a great argument or debate because, well, to them, sex is also bad. And because sex work and sex trafficking have the word sex in them, they're double bad, I guess, because whatever. Now, for them, these two things are inescapably linked. They get twisted together by the pundits they listen to, and their overall view that sex is naughty cements them like a superglue or some proverbial gorgon's knot. Yeah, I could try to explain how not everyone who is in sex work is abused in traffic, but the whole sex is bad aspect pulls the whole argument to back together again where I can't take it apart. And I could try to get into the fact that, well, sex isn't bad, but the stream of special victim unit shows in their head make that a tough sell. And I was thinking about this. I, I, I've dealt with this before. I've dealt with my own views that needed deconstructing. What sort of nail polish remover or blade do I need to take to this thing to untangle it while I'm having this stupid argument? And standing in my alley for nearly 30 minutes, hell, even more, every angle I try to go at them from to try to explain why sex work isn't necessarily bad. And finally, out of frustration, I just say flat out, so basically nothing a sex worker can do or say will make you think any different about them. And bam... It happens. They say, well, they could turn to Jesus like Mary Magdalene. And just like that, I see it's not the rope or the glue holding this tangled mess together. It's the fucking Pope with a vice holding it all together. No logical argument. No appeal to humanity. No carefully worded sentence is going to change this person's mind. Sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we forget that their viewers are not held together by anything other than a magic man in the sky. This is the most insidious part of it. It doesn't even need to be part of their beliefs. Look at abortion, immigration, vaccines, swearing. The amount of times that I've challenged my grandmother to find the passage in the Bible that covers the word fuck are uncountable, but she swears it's there, somewhere. And for some people, until we can peel back this knot of faith, nothing, and I mean nothing, can convince them that they aren't tying a bow, but a fucking noose. 
On March 26th, the song came out. It flew under my radar, probably flew under your radar, until a pair of fucking shoes came out, and then it exploded. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> there's a song called Moncero by Lil Nas X. It blew up about two weeks ago, maybe more about a week ago, when as part of the song, Lil Nas X created these custom shoes. I'm sure you've heard of them, the Satan shoes, and everyone freaked the fuck out. So, okay, we got some pearl clutchers who once again freaking out over someone's marketing. Right? I mean, that's kind of normal, right? Yes and no. I mean, the shoes were linked to that song. And the song itself is not what caused the freakout, though. As we've already said, the shoes did. But so did the video. As a quick rundown of the video, Lil Nas X who identifies as a gay man, rides a stripper pole to hell and gives Satan a lap dance. To say that that's a very oversimplification of the video is extreme. I suggest you go watch it. No, I'm not joking. Stop, pause, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, and go watch the video. I'm not going to continue until you did. Okay, you back? Okay, now that you've actually watched it, I'm sure you have an idea now what the Christians were freaking the fuck out about. And as a Satanist, I saw very quickly what he was doing. And don't take it from me, you can take it from Lil Nas X himself, which confirms what a lot of Satanists saw in the video. He's using imagery that was used against him when he was growing up, that was used to oppress him. He is now using it to fight against the oppression and bigotry he faced when he was younger. This is explicit. It's not just us Satanists looking at it and interpreting it how we'd want to see it. I've never seen anyone, a Satanist or otherwise, so elegantly show what Satanism is about. Now, that's not what the song is about, clearly. I have no idea if Lil Nas X is a Satanist. Probably not, is my guess, since most people in the world are not Satanists. So that's just my guess, is he's not a Satanist, probably. I'd love to know. But the song itself and the video that pairs with it, I'm not too sure if you can actually have one without the other. And if you just look at it and just think about what he was trying to do, it's amazing. As I've seen people say on Twitter, and it's completely accurate, is Christians were always telling him as a gay man, he's going to hell. So he went there and now Christians are pissed off. And as I said, this so eloquently explains what Satanism is. It's amazing. So honestly, if someone ever wonders why Satan, you can probably show them this video and just almost leave it at that. The important thing, however, is that we don't co-opt the video at all. We don't try to make it about Satanism because it's not. It is about a gay man's experience dealing with religious oppression and abuse. That's what at its core is about. Now, that doesn't mean it can't be about other things or other people can't take heart in it. Lil Nas X himself has talked about how it's brought up so many discussions and he's mockingly jumped into those discussions. When I say mockingly, I don't mean mocking the people having them. I mean mocking the people who are demonstrating why these discussions need to be had. He knew that it was going to cause these discussions. If, if you look at his Twitter page at all, you, you can see that. He says that he prepared for this for months. And I've gotten into discussions about this 
song and this video with other people and just just hearing people talk about how like healing it is that someone is taking all these bits of religious trauma and things that were hold against them and flipping the script like that it's incredibly healing for them and like i know a lot of people find healing in satanism and again this song isn't made probably by a satanist but in terms that many of us know it's very satanic and it honestly hits hard when you watch a song and you think about just everything he's been through like if you look at some of the quotes from his social media it hits hard let me actually see if i can bring up there's a particular quote that he gives and i love it so now to quote lil nazak i spent my entire teenage years hating myself because of the shit y'all preached what happened to me because I was gay. So I hope you are mad. Stay mad. Feel the same anger you teach us to have towards ourselves. That is powerful. And he, if he was a Satanist, I mean, he's, he'd probably be the best, most eloquent. And I keep saying eloquent because that's what it is. You people, when I was growing up would say, well, rap's kind of stupid. All it is is rhyming and shit. No, this man has, just away with words that astound me. Just, I've just looked at his, just when it, when all the shit started, I just spent like a half hour just going through his Twitter feed. And I highly suggest it because some of the, just the insights that he goes through are just astounding. And that quote particular, I think is a big thing. It's, if you think about how much hate, do these young people have towards themselves especially believers like that's i i get so when i was an atheist i when i was just an atheist and not a satanist i would get so confused about how gay people could still be part of a religion that says they're horrible people and for some of them that's not the case some of them are in versions of christianity that accept them and cherry pick bits out of the Bible that say it's fine. And I see like people saying that, well, homosexuality wasn't actually mentioned in the Bible and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The thing is, yes, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. But for everyone who has experienced religion in a positive light with their sexuality, there are 10, a hundred thousands more people who have experienced just atrocious treatment and it pisses me off just like reading that quote it makes me want to just go to him and go i'm sorry i'm sorry for anything i did as a believer that had anything to do with any harm you felt at all and this is another discussion, but I think there is definitely those of us who are, were believers and can do introspection. That comes up a lot of what harm did we do? Did we hurt anybody? And that's rough. That's, that's difficult. That's something I'd love to talk about on another, on another show. And, and we see other discussions we see people talking about how people are upset about this video, but they're not angry 
at the TV show Lucifer, where you get a female lead, literally fucking Satan. No one freaks out. We've had so many songs about hell, the devil deals with the devil. And I think part of it is how many of these same people liked Old Town Road. A lot of the same people who are freaking out over the song and the shoes liked Old Town Road. Not that the video, if you actually watch it and like look at some of the social commentary in the actual video to the song, it's probably not something they'd actually like. But seeing these are the same idiots who think Born on the Fourth of July is a good old American song, they don't look at things very closely. They just don't. Even the video at first, like I said, it wasn't making a huge story until the shoes, which were brilliant marketing. It was just brilliant. And, and he even stated on his social media that that was the point of the shoes, was to bring more attention to this, because he knew it was going to piss people off. He knew it. And it made more people look at the song. And then they got pissed off at what they saw in it. They saw a gay man being himself. And then they saw, which really pissed them off, they saw someone who they liked in a different song. And I'm not joking when I say this. Some of them have say, said something along the lines of they worried that he was trying to trick them into being gay for him. Dude, trust me. I've seen some of the videos that you put up on like TikTok and your social medias and stuff and how much of a mess you look. Trust me, Lil Nas X doesn't want you to like him like that, man. Trust me, he has enough choices. He doesn't need to trick a bigot into liking him. Trust me. And then they have Satan being sexualized. I mean... Never mind in Lil Nas X's video, he actually kills Satan. But like I said again, they see and hear what they want. So you have a gay man who's proud of himself and doesn't want to hide himself anymore, which is part of the video. You get conservatives who feel like they were tricked into liking him. And then he takes something that he was made to be afraid of all his life and says, well... You tell me I'm going to hell, I'm going to send myself there and fucking enjoy it. This is one of the biggest Christian freakouts I've seen in a long time. Google church sermon about Satan's shoes. They're giving sermons about shoes. That's how fragile their egos and worldviews are. That a pair of shoes in a three minute and ten second video is making them lose their collective shit. And when I say you should look at his Twitter and social media, I'm not joking. And it's more than just to watch these people freak the fuck out. If you just look at how many people are coming at him and talking about their own trauma, it's astounding. We see people fighting against this mental abuse that they've suffered. We, I, I just want to like tell them like, and I just want to help them, man. It sucks. I want to just give them a hug. I find inspiration in them. I, I really do. I, and I honestly find some hope when I see everything else that's being swarmed in the news, like all this other shit, the anti-trans bill, all these LGBTQ laws that are meant to be bigoted towards them. It makes me feel some hope that we're actually seeing de the death throes of this bigoted shit. And maybe it's actually that our morals have grown so great that we're seeing all this stuff in a more barbaric light. 
I'm hoping that that's, doesn't that sound inspiring that our morals have grown so much that we're seeing stuff that could have not bothered somebody like 10, 15 years ago. I remember when gay characters or just someone insinuated of being gay was a laugh line on a sitcom. Does anyone else remember that? Does anyone else? And now our morals have grown so much that that's abhorrent that no show today would dare do it. Not because they're worried about getting boycotted, which they probably would, but they know it's wrong. And honestly, I have to thank Lil Nas X for something else. This has seriously reinvigorated my Satanism. Seeing that this imagery and these ideas have such an impact on people, that it has such an impact on myself. I, I don't know if society is going to look back at the song and the video and give it the same importance as Sam Cooke's A Change Is Gonna Come. But for me and a lot of others, it's more than just some song. And I think it's important to recognize that we're seeing more of these things. We're seeing more turning points in our lives than most people have ever seen before. And I think when everything looks shitty, that the idea that our morals have grown is something to feel proud about. Are you listening? Bring it in! Come on! Fuck these people! Fuck these people! Yes! Okay, so as I was getting ready to record this show, I came across something on a site called alternate.org, and it made my blood explode. I'm angry at two things about this. One, I'm an educator, so this really pissed me off. Two, the content of this bill out of North Carolina is bullshit. Okay, I'm going to say it right now. Anyone who supports this bill is a fucking brown shirt. And when I tell you what the bill is, you're going to see why. The article's title is, North Carolina bill orders any school employee to immediately notify parents if a child exhibits gender nonconformity. Now, that doesn't just mean, hey, anyone who looks like they're transgendered, which, first off, what the fuck? Secondly, what the fuck? It also goes after lesbians, gays, bigenders, queer, anyone who's questioning their identity. It makes it illegal. Ille it makes it illegal for any teacher, school administrator, contractor, volunteer, or any other government agents not to immediately, in written form, inform parents or guardian of any child or young adult up to the age of 21 if their child or minor under their care or supervision exhibits symptoms of gender dysphoria, gender nonconformity, or otherwise desires to be treated in a manner incongruent with the minor's sex. The notice shall describe all relevant circumstances within reasonable specificity. The fuck? So now we have a school fucking system that wants its people to go around and play I spy on the children. What are you going to do? You're going to install cameras in the fucking locker rooms to see if someone's looking at someone a bit closely? Are you going to fucking have a monitor in the 
friggin' lunchroom to see who's sitting next to who. Hey, you know what? I think little Joe and little Bill are sitting a bit close together today. And guess what? Today they hugged. Oh, fucking Christ. Are you fucking kidding me? The fucking anti-trans bill was bad enough. This is just sick. This is fucking ridiculous. Like, I, I know that most of this is me just swearing, but I just saw this. So this is just my reaction. Like, if anyone wants to know who authored this bill, this is Senator Ralph Hines. And that's spelled, his last name is H-I-S-E. He's a Trump acolyte. If you live in North Carolina, write everybody. I'm not giving his name for like, you know, to go to his house and harass. You know what? Fuck it. If you want to go to his freaking house and harass him, go right the fucking head. I don't care. Do what you think's right. I'm not going to give say one way to the other. That is up to you. But this is not only does it do that, but this is also the anti-trans bill. It has the same fucking language in there that prevents doctors from performing gender confirmed surgery. So it's it's the same thing, it's just worse. It's like you took disgusting sewer water so yeah, I got a bit gross here, and um, I think I went a bit too far on the detail that I described. So I'm um, I'm cutting that part out. You can thank me later and just put them together. I'm sorry for that, um, that horrible wording. I hope no one was eating. But like I said, this is just me going through the article. Like I I looked at it like literally minutes ago. So I'm seething. It's disgusting. The fine is up to $1,000 per occurrence, which, first off, if that was the only thing that could happen to them, I'd say, cool, let's see if we can just give the doctors money to break this law. But it also said that they could have their medical license revoked, which is fucking bullshit. The fucking bill for the whole thing, including, like, the spying on children, is called the Youth Health Protection Act. That's the name of the fucking... As I said, they're trying to be Nazis at this point. They're going for the gold. If they want to say, hey, we're not Nazis, they're trying to be Nazis. This is brown shirts. It's a secret police. Like, they're trying to turn a school into a secret police system. What next? Are they going to have, like, well, if you suspect a child might be Muslim, inform your teacher if you expect someone might be black, inform a cop. What? Like, this is... Like, I just got done saying that I'm hopeful. And I still am. But this is utter bullshit. And I know that I'm repeating myself at this point. And I... Anyone who lives in North Carolina... And I know that there are a few people listening who live in North Carolina... As I've talked to a few people, and I know they're from North Carolina. I have friends in North Carolina, and I'm going to yell at them. It's like, if you don't harass your legislators over the phone, you and me got a problem. If So if anyone here lives in North Carolina, you, me, you, me, look at me right now. L- look at me. Look, look at me and tell me you were going to call somebody 
and bother them about this. If that's the least you can do, do that. Complain to news sites, anything. Like, this can't go through. The scary part about this, I don't know what the Supreme Court will do. Like, this is clearly a violation of a lot of shit. As a reminder, there's nothing in the Constitution that says, hey, you know, your rights only start at age 21. Okay, so I'm going to leave that there, and I'm going to move on to the next segment. But I had to insert this because that literally was just something I saw, and I had to go over it. And there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. In geriatric mutant racist turtle news, Mitch McConnell is now saying that corporations need to stay out of politics. So fuck him. But of course, them giving him money is completely fine. Of course, this fucker's stance is that you can give him money, but you can't tell him what to do. How dare anyone else have ideas or, you know, thoughts? I want you to vote for me, but... Don't you dare think for yourself. I kid you not. His statement was, and I'm going to quote him here. My warning to corporate America is to stay out of politics. And the next day, he corrects himself, stating, I quote, I'm not talking about political contributions. Of course, this inflated frog was so happy about Citizens United. He said it was a great victory for the first fucking amendment. I mean, giving money to people like him is the First Amendment, not your views or whatever you think your First Amendment rights actually are. Not even you having money in general to give to whatever you want, because, you know, he doesn't like the corporate boycotting either. So, you know, keep spending your money on that corporations. He just wants the money from fucking self. So that's his view. Now, for this idiot who's always talking about the First Fucking Amendment, now he's talking about punishing corporations who are turning against the Georgia vote. And as Vox points out, that is in fact the unconstitutionality that is laid out in the first fucking amendment. The fact that a government can't do something against corporations. So him wanting to punish a corporation because they said, hey, you know, we're going to lose money. If we keep giving money to these fuckers is exactly the fucking thing that the First Amendment was made to stop. If you could go back in time and ask any of the founding fathers, no matter how fucking idiotic they were for whatever stupid views they might have had rattling around in their head at the time, because they had a lot of dumb views. They had some pretty good ones, but they had a lot of dumb shit rattling around in there. If you would ask them, hey, if a member of government wanted to punish a corporation because they said something he didn't like or did something with their money he didn't like, is that cool? And every one of them would look at you and go, no, that's against the First Amendment, shithead. Mitch McConnell is the biggest fucking hypocrite in the entire country. Probably f the fucking world. Look at everything he's ever said. From the fucking Marin Garland nonsense to them going, hey, we can just shove this uh, Coney Barrett idiot in here and hey, it's fine, even though it goes against everything I've said. I've said before that this person is probably the 
bigger piece of shit than Trump. He did more damage than Trump. Trump was just a useful idiot who was good at getting a fascist fan base. And never mind, think about it. Like, he complains about, like, people doing stuff with their money and telling corporations what they can and shouldn't do. This guy has never had an actual job. He left the military because of an eyesight problem at the age of 25. Before that, he was just in school. After that, from the age of 25 on, he has been in politics his entire life. I'm not, like, look him up. I've tried to see if he had a fucking lemonade stand. I couldn't find it. So if this tells me anything, I think we need to keep the pressure on, like, companies like Coca-Cola, Delta, uh, fucking Hollywood, who we need to get them to stop making their shit in Georgia and other fucking messes of states. The right likes to think that they own big corporations in their pocket. Well, let's fucking cut a hole in their pocket for once and see how they like it. And speaking about things that probably explain Mitch McConnell, Jim Baker of Baker Bucket fame has been talking about zombies. Yes, zombies. Maybe our jokes about Jesus zombie, or I think he's actually a lich, have maybe gotten into the guy. Maybe he's really confused. He had a guest on who suggested that the nasal tests for COVID-19 were part of a nefarious plan <laughs> to obtain DNA samples to be used in the creation of a targeted biological weapon that will unleash a disease that will turn everyone it doesn't kill into flesh-eating zombies. I have to laugh. I, how, wh wh how does, how does someone, you know what? I'm not going to say how does like someone like Jim Baker go to the bottom of this bucket. I mean, one, that's, that, that's too much of an easy pun and someone would slap me. And two, it's Jim Baker. Of course, he's gotten to that bottom of the barrel. Speaking about dead-looking things, we have Franklin Graham, who's actually received a lot of backlash from other evangelicals because he's been urging them to get their shots. Now, looking at that, you think, that's kind of nuts. Why wouldn't anyone get their vaccine unless they have a medical reason not to? Well, I saw an interesting chart created by someone named Samuel Perry, who... I looked into because I didn't want to just believe anyone because they threw a chart up there. He's a sociologist and tends to touch on a lot of theistic religiousness and worldviews. The chart shows that the more of a Christian nationalist you are, the more likely you're going to distrust scientists, the CDC, science itself, and medical experts when it comes to COVID. And inversely, the more Christian nationalists they are, the more likely they're going to trust Trump. Now, I'm not too sure what this says about the vaccine directly, since this study was done too early to really have much data on the vaccine. But I think we can extrapolate their views given this chart. It's pretty interesting. I'm going to, again, link, link this tweet into the show notes so everyone can take a look at it. And again, if you see anything wrong with some of his past work, he hasn't shown the methodology on this chart. But if you see a big glaring issue with his past work, let me know so I can come back and say, hey, I'm not sure we want to trust this guy. But so far, he looks pretty good. In some good news, however, if you live in Alabama, which why are you in Alabama? 
But okay, if you're stuck in Alabama, you no longer have to swear to God to vote. Yep, that's true. When I heard that was a thing, I thought it was like one of those blue laws, like no carrying a bathtub across Boston Commons on Sunday. Nope. To register to vote, you had to read and sign an oath that ended in, so help me God. I'm sure that we have people now freaking out that we have illegal demons from hell coming to vote. We are once again at the end of the show. And I would like to remind everyone we are now on Spotify, which means I think we're basically available anywhere that you can find podcasts at this point. So awesome. And so since I'm basically anywhere at this point and I'm doing it week to week, I'm finally going to ask you guys if you're just noticing when I post through Twitter, I would like to ask you. Sincerely, if you can please actually follow the podcast, it makes things easier for me and it makes things easier for you. Since I don't need to worry about when I post something on Twitter, when I am going to post it, thinking about hmm, when the most people are going to see this. It also is hopefully going to be very useful when I eventually go to Canada, fingers crossed, see my girlfriend. And that means I might actually have a few pre recorded podcasts and i'm not going to remember to get on twitter to remind everyone so if you want to make sure you catch all the podcasts that i do or at least be aware when they came out i've said this before but i'm really liking the new format it lets me be a lot more flexible so i want to thank everyone who's stuck with me through the messy rocky start especially my first episode when i was using a little microphone near my headset but until next time this has been Why Satan and Hail Satan. Apologies to anyone who picked up a lot of my breathing this episode. I fiddled with my volume settings a little bit and it turned out to be a little loud. I'm going to fix that next week, but hey, it's better to be breathing than not. 